is written in the third chapter of the Gospel according to St. John, beginning at the first verse. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory be to thee, O Lord. There was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I said to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? And Jesus answered him, Are you a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen, yet you do not receive our testimony. If I had told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, O Christ. Thank you. 
reflects nature of God as we seek to understand the roles he plays in the world and in our lives. We are helped to a deeper understanding of how God can be all things that the Bible suggests he is. Located in the State Art Gallery in Moscow is an icon of the Trinity, painted in the 15th century by the Russian painter Andrei Hubert. It's regarded both as his most famous work and the most famous of all Russian icons. And as an icon, you will know that the Orthodox Church believes that icons are windows into and the monks painted these icons with such love because the idea was that God would act on us or whoever was looking at these icons. The popular name for this much-loved icon is the Dance of Love. It takes as its subject the mysterious story of Abraham's three visitors as he camps by the oak at Mamre. He serves them a meal. But as the conversation progresses, he finds that he seems to be talking to God. Hence, these three angels are in some way a metaphor for the three persons of the Trinity. In Rublev's composition, uh, and you'll see a small copy of it as you go out, which is where the hymn books normally sit, because I brought my copy from home. Rublev's composition, three figures sit in a circle around a table of which, on which sits a golden chalice bowl, clearly reminding the viewer of an altar and communion. And no matter which way you look at it, right, the small copies I've just said at home, it drives you back to the Bible. Scripture is written all over it. The Trinity had long been seen in the three men visiting Abraham and Sarah, in this text from Genesis, long, long, long before Rublev painted his icon. But it took him, an iconographer, and somebody like Rublev, centuries later, to make this interpretation visual, transforming an icon of the hospitality of Abraham into one of the Holy Trinity. When we talk about the Trinity and its three persons, we obviously start with God the Father, because he is the creator of all things. He is the father of the universe. God is also known as the father of Jesus Christ, as Jesus claimed to have a special relationship with God as his son. The Aramaic word for father is Abba, and we see it used in Mark by Jesus as a term of endearment, not a formal word, but one normally used by sons and daughters. Jesus is showing his closeness to God. We address God as Father in part because of his active interest in our human affairs, in the way a father would take an interest in his children, his children who are dependent on him. In this way, we understand God responds to us as his children, in a way which we believe is in our best interest, or we try often to believe it's in our best interest when we're praying to him and praying for a particular thing. 
So identifying God as a father is pretty tricky, let alone putting trust in him. It's both complex and difficult. It was not easy for me when I first became a Christian. In fact, it took a good while. Two scriptures really helped me. The first, when Jesus is preaching in the temple and he quotes God by saying, How often I have longed to gather your children together, as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. And the second is a verse from Isaiah, which says, As a mother comforts her child, so I will comfort you. In the Old Testament, God is called Father in the sense he is the Father to all because he created the world. However, this same God the Father is also the lawgiver. He is God Almighty. His kingdom is the world. And luckily, this is not just a titular or formal arrangement with no real bite. God the Father has the authority and his sovereignty is real as it is searching. God the Son is the second person in the Trinity. In Jesus' early ministry, it is clear from the Gospel accounts that he is the promised Messiah, the anointed one. Jesus himself tells us that he has fulfilled the Old Testament prophecies about him. God prepared Jesus for his mission here on earth by his Holy Spirit. He prepared him as a prophet, a priest, and future king. On the third day after the crucifixion, Jesus rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. To be sure, the climax of what God has done in Jesus is not the resurrection, but Jesus being exalted to the right hand of God. Being seated at the right hand of God means Jesus has the highest place and the highest honour, which means Jesus shares God's strength, his authority and his blessing. He is the second person of the Trinity, God the Son. His role within the Trinity is one of eternal divine sonship. How incredible. He came to earth as the long-promised Messiah, the Christ, our Saviour. For God so loved the world, he gave his only Son. Jesus explicitly describes himself as the Son of God and is recognised as such by God at his baptism. But this should not be confused with God the Son. God the Son is of the same substance as God, although distinct in person in relation to God, the Father, and God the Holy Spirit. The third person of the Trinity is God the Holy Spirit. In the reading from John this morning, Jesus tells Nicodemus that humans are either born in the flesh or born in the Spirit. And when Nicodemus seems confused after Jesus said, new birth is necessary for salvation, Jesus rebukes him, saying, you are Israel's teacher and do not understand these things. Jesus is implying that Nicodemus, as a religious teacher in 
says, The Lord your God will circumcise your hearts and the hearts of your descendants, so that you may love him with all your heart and with all your soul and live. That is it, isn't it? And live. And not least is the work of God's Spirit in the book of Ezekiel. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord. The third person of the Trinity, God the Holy Spirit, has a nature that is consistent in both the Old and New Testaments, mainly enabling believers to trust God, live holy lives, and serve the Lord in power. Throughout the Old Testament, the Spirit of God is linked to God's words. The Lord said he would put his words in his people's mouths. In Samuel, David declares the Spirit of the Lord speaks through him. And Moses told the Israelites, the word is very near It is in your mouth and in your heart, so that you may obey it. In the reading from Isaiah this morning, we have God the Holy Spirit calling Isaiah to a specific task. This being the part Isaiah will play in God calling Israel to judgment because of her unfaithfulness. Israel has come to the point where one more rejection of the truth, God's truth, which Isaiah will proclaim, will lead to the mighty judgment of Yahweh, the God Almighty. So it's the spirit of the Lord putting this call and this instruction to Isaiah, but it will be God the Almighty who will bring judgment. And as far as Israel is concerned, by behaviour of the people, it is inevitable judgment. The Lord's Spirit, of course, continues into the New Testament, which we can see quite clearly as we read the New Testament. It's very much there in all that Jesus does. The Spirit gives life, and the words Jesus spoke are full of the Spirit and life, John writes. Let's return to Andre Rublev's icon, or really the popular name for it, the dance of love. All through the New Testament, we see the relationship, the dance of love between God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. This dance is not yet exclusive, you know. It's just not. We are invited to participate in this dance as believers. We are all invited, you see, as Jesus invited Nicodemus here this morning in the reading from John, to be born of the Spirit. We could say that people being filled with the Spirit in the Old Testament times was selective, maybe even temporary. For example, Joshua was filled with the Spirit and commissioned to lead Israel after the death of Moses. When Jesus was baptized in the River Jordan, Luke tells us the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form, like a dove. The message of the Gospel is that when we choose to believe in Jesus and receive salvation, the Holy Spirit comes to live or dwell in us. So that we can know who God is and how to follow him, the 
helps us in our daily lives as Christians. Everything we do. Our journey as followers of Christ is not easy, is it, my friends? We need all the help we can get. To know what God wants of each of us as individuals is difficult to discern. Doing the right thing just seems so complicated at times, as is being the salt and the light in our world. It requires courage very often, and it always requires tenacity. Years ago now, when I was bemoaning all this to someone at church, he really startled me because he suddenly put his hand on my shoulder and said, More of your Holy Spirit, Lord, more of your Holy Spirit. His voice seemed so loud that I can remember looking around to check if everyone was staring at us. Of course, no one was, to my great relief. And then he explained to me that each of us is like a bucket with holes, a leaky bucket. And we have to keep asking God to top us up with the Holy Spirit. It seemed pretty obvious then, but actually, I've asked myself how many times over the last 30 years after this meeting, I have topped myself up on a regular basis. And the answer is, not as much as I should have done. And it's something we all need to do, each one of us. For we are all asked to do participate in the dance of love, to have a deep relationship with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The only way this is possible is to recognize the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in us, dwelling in us because of God's light and grace, and because he so loved the world, he gave his only Son. God the Son came down from heaven and danced on earth for each one of us to enable us to participate with him in this dance of love. At the end of the service, when we go out to sing the last hymn, you will see this picture of Rulev's icon, and it's my small copy from home. So if you are not familiar with it, it's a sad copy because the painting actually measures 56 inches by 45 inches. Now let me finish with the chorus of Lord of the Dance, which is our last hymn this morning. Dance then, wherever you may be. I am the Lord of the Dance, said he, and I'll lead you all, wherever you may be, and I'll lead you all in the dance, said he. Amen.